compliments for you today, Els. Cheers. Tell Christ. me more. Smashing it, Els. What else you like about me? Hello. Hello. <laughs> I realised, like, who's actually going to start? Squares. Uh, hi, it's us. We're back. It's 2019. It's 2019, baby. And uh, we do a podcast called What A Way To Go, mm-hmm. which is about unusual deaths, near misses and bizarre stories. We are your hosts. I'm Sarah Austin. I'm Claire Daly. I'm Eleanor Gamer. I don't know why I said it like that. I know. <laughs> you sound like a robot. <laughs> that's uh, fine. That's 2019. Oh, fuck. Sorry. Elsa's highlighter is on the loose. Um, <laughs> We're out of control. We're out of control gentlemen. already. That's it. Sorry we've had a little bit of a break again, but mm-hmm. Christmas was good and long. And it was good and long and we had a peaceful and Christ-filled break. We definitely How did. much Christ did you have in your Christmas? I had so much Christ. And Same. All, all of him. Same. Um, and then Daly went away. I did. I went away again, so I was... To Vietnam. I did. Good morning, Vietnam. I would really recommend it. Like, Vietnam was sick. Mm. I mean, I went to one city for a week, which is nothing. Elsa's done a much bigger jaunt around the country. Yeah, I concur with your opinion. It's that really lovely. Like, really beautiful... Safe, friendly, lovely. Yeah, you sh- you should go back. Mm. Podcast, I will. Pod- I will. podcast trip to Vietnam, please. please. Also in um, Ho Chi Minh, you can get like twenty p beers, mm-hmm. which is great. Well, you could six years ago working out when now, yeah. <laughs> working out when you were there. Yeah, um, which is great. I also in non Vietnam related news, I saw Hamilton yesterday. Did oh, you? Oh did yeah, you? I saw that on your Instagram. Holy shit, it's, it's so good. Is it good? It's amazing. Like it's it's so hyped. I went in there like, it's going to be good. I know I'm going to enjoy it. But I was taken, my breath was taken away. Mm. And my sister and I basically cried the entire way through. It was so, so good. And so, like, the talent of the performers, just go. I don't, no one needs me to tell them to go and see <laughs> Hamilton. It's literally like the most popular, unarguable hit of the fucking decade. It's just been released. Yeah. What? Hamilton? I've never heard of this. Under oh, the radar. Yeah. <laughs> it's this really cool like underground thing guys I don't know if you've heard of it but it's called Hamilton anyway it's fucking brilliant great 2019 yeah. that sounded very sarcastic sorry great, great. I know what good for you right. and Elves. since we were last like since we were last uh, broadcasting or podcasting Els has turned the big 3-0 yeah 30 how does it feel do you feel wiser um no but I've been very tired for the last two weeks. I well, think that's just, to I think 30s, I'm just tired yeah. all the time. Yeah. That's what. That's You're shattered, what basically. Looking forward to bedtime at 9.30. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, that's been my main experience of being 30 so far. Have you considered getting heavily into cocaine? Not yet. No. Well, that might counteract the tiredness. The only thing I wanted to do was get my ears pierced again. Ah, There you what? go. You've got earrings in right now. Yeah, but I want to get my second ones oh, done again. I had it done literally 22 years ago, I think, second ones, and then just let them close over. And then I keep seeing people with like, lovely, nice mm. little second little earrings. Little in. delicate ones, yeah, they look yeah. nice, don't they? So I think I might just go and get my ears pierced because that's what you do when you're there. <laughs> go Very and get nice. your ears pierced. Um, Speaking of drugs, mm. have we spoken about the YouTuber that does edibles and then does, like, beauty tutorials. <laughs> no. <laughs> it sounds very good. It already sounds great. It is really funny. <laughs> she does, like, edible... Dr- gummies or whatever. Yeah, yeah gummies, yeah. but sometimes it's, like, candy candy floss or sometimes it's, like, marshmallows. And she'll take them and she'll be like, I'll be back in an hour. I'll be back in two hours. And then she's fucked. <laughs> she did a snowman and it was, like, shaving foam on her face and she was in a box and her boyfriend came in and was like, what the fuck's going on? Dog- oh, so not, like, serious makeup. She'll do, no, like, face painting or whatever. But it starts off as, like... <laughs> what you can do in your house to get dressed up. She's done the Grinch. She's done like a princess fairy and it's really funny. And I don't really know what taking drugs is like because I'm pure, but it was just really funny and I really want to do edibles now because I just think it would be really funny. She should have been my girl crush. I think that, yeah, I think edibles can really, really fuck you up. <laughs> yeah. Like, you kind of take one and then you have no idea what's going not on. not doing anything and then 45 minutes later, I need to go to the emergency room. Yeah, I've got <laughs> shaving foam need, in my eye. I need medical assistance. It is very funny though. I would recommend oh, we'll, watching. We'll do a little link. Watch along. Yeah, fine. It's very funny. We'll take some edibles and we'll watch that girl. Maybe that could be our entryway into drugs. Edibles mm. to do the podcast. The gateway. Imagine that. 
edibles and then doing this podcast. Oh, horrible. It's bad enough. Slash great. <laughs> Slash brilliant. On booze. <laughs> we'll put it in the vault. No one gets to hear it. Anyway, who goes anyway. first? Squares. Okay. You're up. Yeah, okay. You're up, baby. Okay. I always write like an intro for myself, like, you know, like a witty repartee. Mm. And it's always... Nothing like pre-planned repartee. Yeah, exactly. It's always terrible, so just bear with. But anyway, before Christmas, we spoke about doing a Christmas special. Mm. So I was like, oh, I'm going to think about that. Because as we know, I'm very last minute Sarah, so I always do it the day off, which I did today, but I had it in my mind. But this is what I would have done for a Christmas special. So we can't do one this year. Fine. Um, <clears throat> but... As we know, our Lord and Saviour, Father Christmas, oh. is known for running around the world, reindeers, presents, um, popping down chimneys to deliver presents. Yeah, that's what he, yeah. That's what he's well known that's for. That's his entry. That's his uh, MO. That's his MO. Mm. It's fun, if anything. Hilarious. He, he makes it look easy. Oh, God. But it isn't. Uh, oh. So today, I'm going to talk to you about chimneys. And more importantly people dying in chimneys oh, fuck which spoiler alert is a fucking horrible way to die <laughs> Sorry. i can imagine so anyway i've got something so pertinent to say after this <laughs> about a chimney i'm getting my chimney swept on wednesday are you i literally this morning phoned a chimney sweep no way <laughs> i've got a lot but of history about chimney sweeps yeah, in here okay, right are you going to have a fire or have you got a fire? Yeah, I've got a fire, in it? Oh, nice. And it looks like it's working. Anyway, this is boring. Please go on. But <laughs> no, my point is, fire. I was speaking to a chimney sweep this morning. Like it was, it was Victorian, me. Like, <laughs> the long con. It's going to be me. Dressed up as Dick Van Dyke. Digging out all the bodies from my chimney. <laughs> hey, there's a lot in there, probably. Because chimneys are fucking death traps. Yeah, that mate, is categorical. And they have been for hundreds of years. But it's not just... Santa Claus that romanticised chimneys. This is all like pre-written as if I was writing a <coughs> blog post. But it's not just Santa Claus. But it's not just <laughs> Santa Claus that romanticised chimneys. We all know about chimney sweeps. Daily especially knows about it. Mm. Sending little children up and down chimneys to clear out the soot and ash. Mary Poppins, obviously. Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van that Dyke. Was Tim Timoney. Great for chimneys. But also, do you remember a film called The Water Babies? No. I really hope someone listening does. It was really weird it was about like a tiny little kid who was a chimney sweep that was being abused that ran away and then like went into the river and then lived underwater he probably died in a chimney and then had a lucid dream but it was really weird but I always think about it when I think about chimney sweeps which is not very often I'm not often thinking about (laughs) chimney sweeps but really fixated on chimney sweeps the water babies is an interesting film don't ever show your kids but anyway anyway here comes the history part about chimneys in Britain with the increased urban population that came with the age of industrialisation, the number of houses of chimneys grew and the occupation of chimney sweep became much sought after. Chimneys started to appear in Britain around 1200. Mm-hmm. Yeah, old school. Sense. Old school. When they replaced the open fire burning <clears throat> in the middle of one room house. Mm-hmm. Um, at first, there would be one heated room in the building and chimneys would be large, but over the next 400 years, rooms became specialised and smaller and many were heated. Sea coal, which reminds me of you, because um, you love geography and stuff, uh, started to replace wood. I love fossil fuels. Yeah, you do. And it deposited a layer of flammable creosote in the inside surface of the flue, the flue, um, and caked it with soot. Before, the chimney was a vent for the smoke, but now the plume of hot gas was used to suck air into the fire to obviously keep it going. You look quite, you got quite in there, though, <laughs> leaning forward. Go on. Um, and this, this, this meant um, the rooms needed narrower flues, um, but it wasn't until after the Great Fire of London when building regulations were put in place and the design of the chimneys was altered that people started going up them to Mm, sort them out. mm. So, you know, cause and effect, whatever. So these new chimneys that came into place after the Great Fire of London were often angular and narrow and the usual dimension of the flue in domestic properties was nine inches by 14 inches, which is not large at all. No. The master sweep, who was an adult man, usually obviously, hired to keep the floors clear of soot and debris and clean all of the houses in the area. Um, They were obviously unable to go up or to climb into such small spaces, so they employed 
climbing boys to go up the chimneys and dislodge the soot. That was the job. Um, the boys often buffed it, which meant they were going up there in... Oh, no! <laughs> in there all together, in the nude, propelling themselves by their knees and elbows. Well, why would that possibly... How can... Because it was so narrow. Obviously, they didn't want any anything to God. get caught or trap them or anything like that. So these boys, the master sweep would have like multiple apprentices. They weren't even like paid or anything. They were just looked after by the the sweep. Sometimes sold by their parents. Sometimes just taken from the road. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It was a different time. Yeah, it was Oliver, Dickensian Oliver Twist times. And um, they would put up hot chimneys, and sometimes the chimneys were alight in order to extinguish the fire. So chimneys with sharp angles posed a particular hazard. There were there were some laws that were tried to be put in place to regulate the working conditions because they were often injured, burnt, scalded, cut up. They used to like cut their knees and put them over the fire to like roughen them up so they didn't mm. keep cutting themselves. Oh god. Which is really nice. Mm. Um boys and even sometimes girls, often as young as four years old Jesus. had to climb the hot flues that could be narrow as long by nine inches as I said. Work was dangerous and they could get jammed in the flue, suffocate or burn to death. And um, something that I found out today, which I didn't know, soot is carcinogenic. And as the boys slept under the soot sacks and they were rarely washed, they were prone to chimney sweeps carcinoma. So what's chimney sweeps carcinoma? I hear you ask. I wrote that in there as well. Um, which is, what is chimney sweeps carcinoma? I'm going to tell you, Daily. Please. It's chim- chimney sweeps cancer, which is also called soot wart. And is a squamous, can't can't say this word, squamous cell carcinoma of the skin of the scrotum. It has the distinction of being the first reported form of occupational cancer. So basically, because they were getting shoved up there all the time, they were often in their nude, nude altogethers. Um, It just got caught up and made them ill. The disease was was principally a British phenomenon, in Germany, the sweeps that they had wore tight-fitting protective clothing which prevented the soot from accumulating on the lower surface of the scrotum, whereas boys in the UK were once sent up in the chimneys wearing only trousers or shirt, or naked, as I said. So we just fucked them over, and they often died at, like, 25 or 26 once they'd reached their adulthood, which is horrific. And then it was, obviously, at the time, it wasn't... A very like health and safety wasn't around obviously anyway it wasn't very fun so sometimes one of the one of those chimney sweeps a boy would need to be persuaded to climb faster or higher up the chimney to get the job done quicker and the master sweep would light either a small fire of straw or a brimstone candle to encourage him to try harder so brimstone was, candle that's like witches yeah oh yeah a bit random um another method which also helped stop them from going off was to send another boy up behind him to prick pins into his buttocks or the soles of his feet. So going off is the term they used to have for asphyxiating. Oh my God, this is horrible. (laughs) This is fucking horrible. Welcome back. Um, Happy New Year. (laughs) Yes. Might start as we mean to go on, Um, which obviously is when the supply of oxygen is cut off. This would often happen because the sweeps would get stuck with the knees up around their abdomen. They couldn't move, which makes them vulnerable to what's called positional asphyxia, a condition in which the contortion of your body prevents the normal in and out motions of your diaphragm. And that is, that's not just kids, that's anyone getting caught in a narrow space. Your knees go up above your diaphragm. There's a, in the Grinch film, it happens to him. So there's like, in one of these articles, there's like a gif of the Grinch getting stuck in a chimney. But it can happen in any tight space. It just means that you can't shimmy down because your body moves, your back mm. moves quicker than your legs and your knees go over your throat, basically. Um, from about 1803, there was an alternative method of brushing chimneys that it was introduced, but sweeps and their clients resisted the change, preferring to use the climbing boys to the new humane system that um, was sweeping machines, which might be what you're getting at the weekend. Yeah, I'll let was, you know. There you go. Hopefully it's not a small child. Get Wendell up there. Can you imagine? Wendell will get like, up there. Oh, I don't know if this is... Not now. <laughs> now that you know they will just die. Compulsory education was established in 1870 by the Education Act 1870, but it was a further five years before legislation was put into place to license chimney sweeps and finally prevent boys being sent up chimneys. So that happened for over 800 years. Kids were just sent up chimneys to 
my goodness. Clean it out and make the rich people's lives a bit easier. But just because that was introduced, it hasn't meant that people have stopped dying in chimneys. Um, I found a really interesting article from Vice that was helpfully called A Brief History of People Getting Stuck in Chimneys and Dying mm. <laughs> from like 2014. Thanks, We're great. Really helpful. Um, obviously, I'm not going to read all of the bits because that's plagiarism, but I picked out a few interesting stories. And you would think people would be smarter, but a lot of the stories about burglars trying to get into homes really? down the chimney, usually Aww. in the US, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't end very well. So in Florida in 1986, a burglar tried to get into an empty house via the chimney and got stuck. The neighbours heard screaming on the night of the attempted break-in, but they couldn't tell where it was coming from and just went back to bed. Two days later, workers heard a tapping sound but just went about their business. Finally, two days after that, the owner got home to a house that smelled like rotting flesh. In 1989, in New York, a burglar tried to break into a Middle Eastern restaurant and actually almost succeeded, but he got hung up on some unexpected plumbing inside the chimney. He wound up having his chest constricted by the tight squeeze and was found dead of asphyxiation the next day, his legs dangling in full view of the morning crew when they came to work. Oh, goodness. Fucking A little bit like Santa Claus. Um... The following year, also in New York, two burglars wound up stuck at the bottom of a chimney in a grocery store, but no one knows whether they're trying to get in or get out, but their bodies were found a week later. So that's just a couple of the stories that we know about. Sometimes bodies are found in chimneys and no one knows how they got there. So in 1987, in Washington, remains were found inside a hard-to-access chimney at a factory. The body was never identified and evidence suggests the man was alive when he went in. So this was September the 20th, 1987, in Bellingham, Washington, where the charred remains were found on pipes in a chimney belonging to the Georgia Pacific Company. The chimney had two ways in, the hole at the top and a door at the bottom, but the door took police over two hours to open, so it isn't really a realistic option. The victim had also had broken bones, consistent with a fall... Investigators also found a Continental Airlines ticket, but it couldn't be read. And they couldn't even get DNA because the body was so badly damaged because of the heat. Because obviously it was a massive chimney. Um, But the interesting thing about this and why I mention it is because some people on the internet speculate that it could be the body of the famous D.B. Cooper. (gasps) Oh, hello. Who famously disappeared after jumping out of a moving plane. wait, hang on. They found an airline ticket. Yeah. But, like, the body was so charred that they couldn't get any DNA. Yeah, but he'd taken off some of his clothes. Oh, okay. Apparently. So it was a bit like, that's why they don't know whether it went up or down because the clothes were found kind of all disarrayed. Right, I'm with you. But, yeah, the body bits weren't able to be identified um, but he jumped out of the plane between Portland, Oregon and Seattle, Washington mm. so in theory it could have been him mm. but it, it obviously wasn't um, because he went that this happened the the, chim- the body was found in 1987 and he did that jump in 1971 so mm-hmm. it's fun to make up stories on the internet but <laughs> sure is sure is there you go that's some horrible stories oh, about people really dying in chimneys <laughs> really to start our 2019 run Ooh. but anyway I hope that little boy doesn't come on Saturday chimney. chimney to your chimney I'll let you know if I find any skeletons you never know there might be some birds in there surely they must have different techniques now after all that you think yeah I think it's a brush just like a brush like little. an extendable brush yeah. a bit like washing a window mm. yeah don't put your whole body up there and certainly not a child's. No, that's definitely, definitely illegal. That's our public service announcement. <laughs> I'm sure no one listening rents out children to put them up chimneys. And if they do, more for them, I suppose. Have a word with yourself. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, there we oh, go. Well done. I mean, that was horrible. Yep. Short and sweet. Daily. Hello. Tell us your story, please. Why not? Um, it is visceral. This story. Uh-oh. Okay. Probably would recommend not listening to it while you eat your lunch. Oh, oh no. We're no. drinking beer. <laughs> Let me tell you the story of Forthman Murph. I now, that is a name you're not going to forget. So, the fact that you're both looking at me quite blankly means you haven't read his story before, which is good. In May 1984. Pre us. Good yet. Well, yeah. Marginally pre me. A 74-year-old man named Forthman Murph was alone in Gatman, Mississippi, 
cutting down trees. So he's a lumberjack. And the first, there's a lot of very astonishing things about this story. And the first is that he was 74 and an active lumberjack. Mm. If you're good at something, just carry on doing it. Well, yeah, I guess so. And they're made of, you know, these sort of like outdoors folks are made of different Stronger stuff, stuff, aren't they? Definitely. Hardy. So, so Forthman is lumberjacking away. He's been a lumberjack for decades. He knows what he's doing. He's not fucking around. And he was, so he's cutting down trees for a nearby timber company and he cut down one large tree which struck several others on its way to the ground. So lumberjacking is a pretty risky occupation anyway because of exactly this. It's like you can be very safe cutting your own tree down but if it's in any way unpredictable and it hits some other trees. Anyway, long story short, tons of large branches from neighbouring trees crash down exactly where Forthman is standing. Oh no. A shower of heavy limbs and tree trunks crashed down on him and he was thrown to the ground. Oh dear. Anyway, at which point he either loses consciousness or he, <laughs> the theory was a rush of adrenaline prevented him from keeping his memory. I think he probably just lost consciousness. I think he was probably knocked out. So anyway, he came to um, and he came to with the realisation one his left leg was definitely broken, including a crushed left foot. Ugh. And number two, the chainsaw that he had used to cut down the tree was still roaring away underneath him. <gasps> oh, oh, no. Sorry, I did say it was... Where did he land? How did he land on the chainsaw? He landed on top of the chainsaw. His chainsaw had preceded him to the ground and Forthman had landed on top of it. Oh no, Forthman, careful. What Poor a weird Forthman. name as well. Yeah. Sorry. That's Forthman, not the right time Forthman to bring that up. Rexdale Murph. Strong. <laughs> very, very strong. He named himself. Um so here's what happened. He had basically really sorry, this is not pretty. <laughs> He basically landed with his neck on the chainsaw. <gasps> oh, oh no. my god! Yeah. So, <laughs> sorry, sorry, listeners. The jagged metal teeth had chewed through the front of his neck, through his esophagus, through all four jugular veins, and almost everything else connecting his head to the rest of his body, what? apart from his spinal column. Oh my god! In case you don't know by now. This is a near miss. <laughs> no way! How do you survive that? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tell you about my journey to find this story. So basically, by, at this point, no. sorry, it's horrible. It's like as you can imagine, like his <laughs> head just like lolling out the well, back. Well, at this like point, his head off. is only attached to his shoulders by a spinal column, some skin on the back of his neck, and a bit of tissue near his spine, which included his carotid arteries. So the jugglers are gone. The jugglers are out, but his carotid arteries are still in place. So How there, the arteries go to his heart. Well, like surely, well, he's, like, he's lying. He's he's not oh, he's lying up. Down. He's like lying sorry, down. Yeah. So is that the thing that the thing that are still intact? Is that the thing that if you cut your well, probably not your own neck, but someone's neck. Is that the thing? Well, sorry. No, <laughs> I, gonna, I, I always thought that was the juggler. I thought the whole point That's of like go for the juggler. The juggler but his jugglers are gone. His jugglers <laughs> go are for the juggler. Yeah, apparently. I don't know. Favorite. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're know, in trouble. Classic. Go for the juggler. <laughs> Fine. His jugglers are off. They're dispatched. They're gone. <laughs> they're, just, they're gone. But the carotid is still in place. So that's the thing you go for if you're not asking for me. Self-defensive elves. So this is what is amazing about Forthman. Like, he's like shattered leg and a chainsaw has gone more or less through his neck. And instead of despairing, apparently he got angry. And he's like, what the fuck? What the fuck is happening here? So instead of panicking, he irately threw his chainsaw aside and struggled to his feet. At which point... Oh, no... He has to, and, and now, so, you know, you hear stories like this, you, you hear stories of this kind of thing, whereby people have experienced the most unimaginable physical injury, but some kind of adrenaline just gets you through and that yeah. like it gets you, it powers you through and you can do whatever. It's like superhuman strength and all of that. I remember reading about um someone that had been in 9-11 and had basically 
like kicked into action when they were in the basement of one of the towers when it fell and had like kicked into action, rescued loads of people, like dragged it, dragged loads of people out of the rubble, and then eventually like made their way home up to like Long Island. Eventually, like you know, hours and hours and hours later, and it wasn't until they were home that they realised they couldn't shut their eyes because it was full of their eyes were full of fiberglass. Oh my god! So like they'd done all this stuff because it's just like you know like survival, human, yeah, like a, a survival instinct or adrenaline. So anyway, our friend Forthman has got this very much because he basically has to hold his head on while he goes back to his truck, which sounds totally insane. It's a bad day. But let me tell you, I have like quadruple, quintuple checked this story. This happened. Oh my okay. God. So um, he struggled to his feet because the muscles in his... Because the muscles in his neck had been bisected, he had to use his hands to hold his own head upright atop his shoulders, and he began hopping on his unbroken leg back to his pickup truck. Sorry, does bisected mean not dissected? It means cut in half. What does Bisect- dissected mean then? Mm, I don't Removed. Know. No, I don't if you know. dissect like something, what are you maybe multiple parts or something? Bisecting is like chopping in half. Right. Okay. But. We all had to dissect hearts at school, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. No. Like little frogs or mice. Absolutely alone. not. Did you not have to? No. It's the only reason I didn't take biology A level. So I had Too to rank. Dissect more <laughs> stuff. I didn't want to, but I quite I've like seen biology. it in Sabrina, but I've never done it in real life. Mm. Anyway. Anyway, mind. so the point is his neck was bisected. Bisected. <laughs> um, so this is really horrible. But basically... On the way over, several times, he had to lean over and let the blood fall out of his neck hole so he could breathe. Oh because basically blood was still Gurgling. pumping and it was stopping him breathing. That's so rank. <laughs> it was just like massaging her head. Like that is so it rank. It makes me think of Game of Thrones. So, Forthman was able to survive in this condition until eventually reaching the North Mississippi Medical Center in Tupelo. After six surgeries and fighting off several infections, Forthman recovered almost fully from his idea ordeal. Oh my God. I'm literally grabbing my throat. Yeah, you are <laughs> choking yourself as you tell the story. So his um, one of his surgeons, Dr. Roger Lowery, said, quote, you shouldn't be able to cut your head halfway off and drive out the woods. <laughs> Sure, of course not. I mean, yeah, that is true. I'm like reminding you, he was seventy fucking four as yeah. well. This is not like a twenty year old. He must have had a really like thick, muscly <laughs> neck, muscly. I don't know. So, so Roger Lowry said um, you should be able to cut your head halfway off and drive out the woods. You ought to bleed to death in two or three minutes. And he said it could have happened to someone out here in the parking lot of the hospital, and they would have died. Like it could have just happened there, and they yeah. would have died. Is that so, him? Is that a picture of him? Yeah. Oh, he's so cute. So, yeah, so Forthman lived for another 18 years. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to die before him and I won't even cut my own head off. He's, he has passed now, um, eventually passing away at the age of 92. Oh, my God. Lad. A, absolute lad. What a hero. His wife of 52 years had passed away during his recovery, which is really sad. Oh. Um, and his medical bills had torn through their savings. He was unable to buy headstones to mark her grave. Um, in an interview with the Chicago Tribune, he said that he wasn't terribly interested in money, but that he did hope to accumulate just enough to buy a joint grave marker for his wife and eventually for himself. So, when I first read this on like a list of crazy accidents, I was like, bullshit, there's no way this happened. But like, I've t- it's, this is reported in many places. There's a photo of him. Can I see him? Yeah, this dude. Look how cute he is. Oh my God, is that the big scar? Yeah. Oh yeah, the God. big scar where his head nearly came off. <laughs> Jesus. Um, and so shout out to the podcast, Where Is The Line? So I didn't listen to the episode, but they did an episode on this. Um, and they went out to um, Sulligent, fucking hell, I don't know how to say that, Sulligent, Alabama, to find out whether or not he had managed to get that joint headstone for his wife and for himself. And he did. Oh, good. good. So there's a picture of the joint headstone. Nice. Um, what an absolute ledge. And so here's a lovely um, quote from Forthman. People tell me that the Lord left you here for a reason, and I ask them what that reason is, but they can't tell me. I can tell you I know it wasn't for chasing women, or he wouldn't have broke my leg. Oh, what a little lad. So there you go. 
nearly decapitated himself with a chainsaw and survived at 74. Jesus Christ. You just... I can't imagine that happening to me. I can't imagine A, being in the woods of a chainsaw, but <laughs> B, having the wherewithal, is that the right word? To even get up and just not, but I'm is just going like, to die. Is that like, well, fuck this, actually, because I just need to go and do this. I, I swear that That tree still needs to be of, cut down. I'm like, I just need to get to fucking hospital now. My head's fucking falling off. This is so annoying. I feel like there's something in that resilient nature rather than just being like, well, my head's falling off, so I guess I'm dying here. Just being like, for fuck's sake. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, I can't say I would... I don't know. You just don't know. Do we know? Ugh. Let's take some edibles and find out right. who survives Let's the longest. take some longest. edibles and cut our head off. <laughs> Imagine if we'd done this episode whilst taking edibles and then we were like, it all let's try it. Wrong, let's have yeah. it go. <laughs> Who's, whose head can last the longest? Nuts, isn't it? Bowl it down an alleyway. So Fourthman, Fourthman Murph. There you go. That's Aww. my story. He survived because he had the best name in history. Mm. I think Fourthman Rexel Murph. You can't let that go. Els, you ready? Yeah. Okay. So, um, I'm retelling a story. I mean, everyone's retelling a story, aren't they? Probably. Yeah. There's only like seven stories in the world, aren't there? Is that what they say? I don't know. I've heard that once. <laughs> yeah. I think I heard that once as right. a child. Now I'm like, oh, that's the story. Um, Girl man, man cuts his head off, and someone um, gets stuck in a chimney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone dies. Classics. Um, so I watched a documentary years ago called Dreams of a Life. Um, I've heard about this. Yeah, yeah, it's a very sad story, um, and it's just one of those stories that like you think about from time to time. Yeah, it stays with you, doesn't it? So I'm going to sort of retell it, but probably fairly swiftly. Watch Dreams of a Life because <laughs> I'll go into more detail than me. But it's the story of Joyce Vincent. It all kind of starts in January 2006 when bailiffs forced entry into a flat because I assume there were arrears on several things and discover basically a skeleton in Shit. a bedsit. Um, the TV's still on. No. There's a pile of posts in the oh. hallway and they're surrounded by Christmas presents. So Well, it's, the skeleton is. The skeleton is. Oh, shit, man. So it's determined that the skeleton belongs to a woman named Joyce Vincent and that she had been dead for over two years. I forgot it was that long. Fucking hell. Two years. Two years. Before anybody... That's awful. Before it was discovered that she had died. No wonder the bailiffs were coming. I yeah. they wanted the rent. Yeah, so they were saying that part of the reason why nobody really knew about it was because she kept herself to herself. She lived in possibly sheltered accommodation. It was in Wood Green, wasn't it? Yeah. So the electricity was being paid for the heating was being paid for the tv bill was being paid for so that's why that kind of didn't go anywhere like direct debits or something yeah or i think to do with like the housing maybe association uh, right yeah yeah so obviously was at a point where bailiffs were sent round because there would have been outstanding bills of course but she didn't really know her neighbors and i think neighbors reported a strange smell mm. but they thought it might have been coming from dustbins nearby. And in the documentary, it sort of paints this picture of a woman who had quite a, was quite outgoing in the kind of 80s, 90s, worked in the city, had a group of friends, was dating somebody from the place that she worked until 2002, so about a year before she died, but just didn't really carry that those relationships on. So she worked for a big accounting firm, but then she quit in 2001 and she didn't give a reason. And different people thought it was different reasons. Some people thought she was going travelling. Other people thought she'd been headhunted for another job. But it just kind of painted this picture of this woman who was who was quite outgoing and did have this group of friends, but also was just kind of on her own in the middle of it all. Mm-hmm. So by the time they found her, they couldn't really determine what happened. She lived in the UK but was the only person in her family that was living in the UK. 
she'd lost her mum, but her dad was still alive and worked as a carpenter, but not in the UK. So she didn't really have any family. And I guess it just shows how easily people can kind of slip Mm. through your fingers. She had spent some time in a refuge, sort of fleeing a domestically violent relationship. So that might have been another reason why she sort of lost touch with people because she may have been you know in a relationship that she found difficult to bring other people into or she was being maybe manipulated you can get isolated so easily she had a sister but I think that relationship was sort of not a close one and I think that the presence that they found Chris's presence around her they thought perhaps she'd been wrapping presents maybe for her sister's family yeah, yeah. yeah but nobody really knew and by the time she was found they were barely able to identify her let alone determine what happened to her so it was never so she was like sat but she like sat down uh i think she was on the sofa maybe yeah Yeah. but like a full skeleton yeah i think so because it was two maybe nearly three years it's estimated that she died sometime in december 2003 so just over two years that she had been there and nobody knew she was there it's such a sad story it's a very like, that's kind of the crux of it, really. Mm. The documentary is really interesting. But it just makes you think how easy it is to just Yeah, like, be... just how little it takes for people to slip into that and to be in a situation where people don't realise that they've gone. Yeah. I suppose, yeah. like, it's that whole thing of... Obviously, there's a lot of talk about mental health at the moment, but it's always, like, check on your strong friends. Mm. So if she was, like, a bit of an out extrovert extrovert and she was like outgoing and stuff you wouldn't necessarily think there was anything mm, wrong with her mm. you would assume oh well, she's gone to do this or she's gone to do that yeah. or she's off with her other mates yeah, or, or yeah, yeah you wouldn't think there'd be anything wrong and actually yeah i always remember the christmas present thing yeah because it was obviously that she bought some presents or was wrapping presents for people who i don't know who it was for but it was she was obviously in the christmas spirit and in god i wonder what did happen but it is that question of who was she buying presents for but also that were were not close enough that they would have thought why haven't we heard from her why haven't we seen her but that she was dating somebody kind of on and off until 2002 and just over a year later yeah she died and also like the kind of the danger of being maybe in a relationship with not that it's her fault but that how easily it can be to be isolated mm. by somebody yeah and it can, you can be isolated by somebody even if you've got a family around you and even yeah. if you've got a large family you can still be like pulled away from that but then if you don't have family in the same country yeah. and you're isolated because they, doesn't, they don't want you to spend time with the people that you already know it can be horrible but it does it is like what you said about people saying like reach out to the friends that seem okay but, but also like and the ones that don't but I saw something on Twitter once that really resonated which was like people always get told oh, ask for help if you're feeling this way or that way. But sometimes it's really hard to do that. Mm -hmm. Like, so it's, the onus is also on other people, I think, if you... But then maybe if you've kind of been someone that's never found it that easy to form those kind of relationships, then that's really difficult if she didn't feel that she could Mm. have those relationships around. I don't know, we're putting a lot on someone that we don't know. Yeah, of course, um, yeah, sorry, that's a real bummer, but it's just one of those stories that I th- that comes back to me mm. every now and then. Did it win like loads of awards, Dreams of a Life, right? It won BAFTAs and stuff like that, didn't it? it I feel like I've heard so much. Um... Definitely won something. It's on. It, it's been on Netflix for a couple of years, hasn't it? I think I watched it a couple of years ago. Yeah, let me have a look. It was it was on there a while ago. I don't know if it's still on there. 2011 was when it was out, so it was a long time ago. Because there was footage of her in it. And she was, wasn't she a dancer or an actress or something? There was something that she tried. There's quite there's footage of her dancing or something like that, I remember. Maybe it's just a club. Yeah, well, I think that it did paint this picture of a woman who was like, she was living this life in the city. She did have a group of friends around her, quite out and about. But I think that all maybe was, maybe she had a relationship with somebody and that was kind of that world while she was in that relationship. And maybe if that relationship broke down, mm. you know, if your friends are... Maybe your partner's friends and not your friends. Mm. But it's really sad to think that somebody may have been that lonely or three years to go by, two years to go by, and nobody realise. It's really sad. It's really sad. Really, really sad. And you really feel for that person. Mm. 
So yeah, sorry, that was a really sad. <laughs> it's January. But you know, this is... It's been a sad sandwich. Daily's the only light-hearted one. Yin in and the... Yang, isn't yeah, it? Yin and Yang, yeah. yeah. But... A good old for, for, Furthman? Fourthman? Fourthman. Fourthman. I was going to say Fourthman Wang, but that wasn't his last <laughs> name, was it? Anyway. Okay, yeah. Bummer stories to start off in 2019. Yeah. I mean... It's death, though, isn't it? Like, that is what... But also, what everything's a fucking dumpster fire. Mm. Brexit, Britain, yeah, and it's Trump. Been a dark January so far. Hamburgers. Hamburgers. Like everything's a load of shit. Um, tell you what isn't. Girl crushes. Girl crushes. So, this is the part of the show, the podcast, where we talk about ladies that we love because they're fit or they're inspiring or they've got nice lipstick or they look good or they sing good or they talk good it doesn't really matter <laughs> they do good talking things they, they do good talking they say things. good things so mine is sandra O. Oh. yes mate oh, yeah. i fucking love sandra O oh so much i'm late to the game with sandra oh, yeah, i didn't I'm i've never watched gray's i've never watched gray's anatomy never no. really I've I've known about her. I've never like disliked her or anything like that. But fucking killing Eve, mate. Mate, so good. Her and Jodie Comer, to be fair. Yeah. And Jodie Comer, I only knew because of Doctor Foster, and she plays a bitch in it. So you just you associate that with the first person you, the first mm. thing you see her in. She was fantastic as killing Eve, as Eve. Sorry, but I just thought Sandra O oh was unbelievable. No, she wasn't Eve. She was villain no, now. Yeah, Villanelle, sorry, yeah, she was Eve, Sandra O oh was Eve. Sorry, pedant. No, no, please be a pedant, because I'm always <laughs> wrong about things. Yeah, I thought she was fantastic as Villanelle, like, above and beyond what I thought she could be good as good as. But I just thought Sandra O oh was amazing. She was such a relatable character. Mm. She was so funny. She was Genius. so... She was just brilliant. And I loved that she won the award and that her parents were there. I know. Was it the uh, Golden Globes? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I just think Sandra O is great. I might watch because also apparently the new series of Grey's Anatomy, their new episode is a real big bummer and mm. it's like really sad. Um, so I might get into Grey's Anatomy. I know that Layla, who's a big fan of this podcast, watches it and has always been a big fan. So yeah, Sandra O, oh, just want to watch more stuff. Want her in more stuff in my life. She's fucking wicked. That's a great shout. Um, also fabulous hair. Yeah, oh yeah, really yeah, great. Hair. Oh my god, right. The, like, have you seen Killing Eve? Mm. The bit where she's in that like dress that. Villanelle's yeah, bought yeah, her yeah, the and kitchen. then she puts her hair up yeah. and she looks fucking incredible Stunning, yeah. and it's like it just fits her body perfectly and she looks incredible and yeah 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 she's she's good she's good anyway excellent girl crush that's my girl crush really good girl crush Dale's um, so mine is Sarah Silverman mm. basically obviously Sarah Silverman she is a comic she has been going for literal decades yeah 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 and she'd always kind of been on my radar somewhat I'd always been a, vaguely aware of her um, but I think in recent years so basically recently I've a lot of the podcasts that I listen to she's been doing stints on and I just think that she's really basically I, f- I find her really honest really really frank I was listening to her on a podcast recently the Armchair Expert podcast and she was like I have bearing in mind she's been in stand-up since the 90s she's like I have made jokes that I am ashamed of I have done things I'm ashamed of but it's important that you acknowledge them that you address them that you grow from it um and she's just really really real she kind of faces things heads on head on she's fucking funny she looks great she's she's joining my long list of women that do not age yeah so currently it's sarah silverman salma hayek and mia they just literally do not age over 30 years they have not aged a single day Mm. and gabrielle union Yes. Yeah, that's she's true. She's done, you know, everyone's doing the 10-year challenge. Yeah. She's done the 20-year <laughs> challenge and she looks insane. the fucking same. <laughs> it's like witchcraft. She looks incredible. I know. It's so infuriating. Sarah Silverman does one of the voices in Bob's Burgers. Oh, does she? Yeah, like him. the little kids. Um, she oh. has a great voice. She has a, like a very particular voice. It's really funny. And she goes out with Michael Sheen these days as well. <gasps> does, she? does she? Yeah. Michael yeah. Sheen gets around. Yeah, uh, he was he married to Kate Beckinsale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is like... I mean, he, I love him, but he's not fit, is he? And Kate Beckinsale is like a 10. She's like an she's astronomical a big 10. 10. Apparently she's really funny on Instagram. Yeah, yeah right? she is. Yeah. I've never followed her. No. So, Sorry. yeah. Sarah Silverman. Nice. Good one. Else? 
Um, mine is Sally Rooney. Oh. I got her book for Christmas. I got her book for my birthday and I read it in two days, which Did is you? quick for me because I'm Conversations quite a Conversations with friends reader. or normal people? Normal people. Oh, okay. I, I got the first one. Oh, and I was, I was in um, The Big Foils last night because I was killing time and that's the best, like, go to a bookshop when you need to kill time. Yeah. Best place to go. Um, and I was tempted to buy Conversations with Friends, but I've got like, oh yeah, let's just well, let's swap. Because yeah. I need to read normal people. I'm halfway through Conversations with Friends. So okay. Swap. Oh, yeah, 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 let's do but that. But can I have normal people after you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm very behind the times with this because I think com- uh, normal people was like the big book of 2018. Yeah. But it was so good. I couldn't stop reading it. So, yeah, um, nice on Sally Rooney. She's, yeah, everyone's going mad for her. They're saying, because she's, she's two, two proper big books in, but she's done a couple of like, little short ones. She's done one called like, yeah, Mrs. She's Salary like, or she's something. She's the millennial she is, like, author, right? Yeah, yeah, she is the author at the moment which is mm. amazing yeah I really want to read it nice yeah I think I just love authors that draw characters incredibly well mm. and she does that very well that's good very nice mm. very good beautiful beautiful I just wanted my girl crush today it was always going to be Sandra Oh because I'm a bit obsessed with her but I did. I was going to change it at the last minute to Celia Hammond mm. who is an ex-model but also now runs Cat Sanctuaries where I got my cat from Dearly deceased Ernie. Um, but I don't know if you saw the thing that went viral like the last couple of days. Someone in Stratford dumped five boxes of adult cats, like completely sealed up, like Whoa. barely had an hour's left of ox- like an hour left of oxygen. Someone heard the heard the boxes meowing, so called Celia Hammond. They came to rescue, they punched holes in it but didn't want to open it in the streets, got it back to their sanctuary, which is the one in Canning Town, and it was just full of adult ginger cats. And one black and white one. So they're obviously like loved and raised and reared. Um, and it it was on the news yesterday because even Roots heard about it. And I just like, I don't know, like if you can donate to a shelter or something like that. I bought them some scratching posts and some catnip mice and some food. And like they've got like a um, Amazon wish list. Like even if you've got like two pounds, three pounds, the local shelters mm. look after. Obviously for people and for animals as well. But if you can... If you can do stuff like that, it's really worth it, and I, I they thought, do so much good stuff. I thought you were going to say that Celia Hammond had done something really w- yeah, bad. Yeah, me too. Oh. Like, I was going to have them, like, but I was going to have Celia Hammond, but this thing happened. Oh, oh no, no, I didn't yeah. want my girl crush to be a bummer about oh, like, something right, really, yeah. really oh, bad. But um, she, oh, probably. Yeah, they're really cute. I'm, I'm. They're going to get like looked after and like sorted out, and I'm going to see if I can get one. Have a get one, cat. get one, uh, get one. Yeah, but they're just really cute, and I just thought, oh, so shit. People are fucking rank. Yeah, people are all doing stuff. People to... are the fucking worst. Yeah, it's just like I don't know. Like you hear about people dumping kittens all the time, and that I don't understand it, but you can understand it in the sense that like they get rid of them when they're born. These were adult cats that had obviously been loved, mm. so it's a very weird scenario. But it's just yeah. I wonder what that. I wonder what was behind that. Weird. I don't know. Something really weird. But um, but yeah. Anyway. Well, thank you for listening, listeners. Sorry we bummed you out in 2019. Expect more of the same. That's <laughs> what the podcast is about. We promise uh, jovial stories. Maybe we can have a week where it has to be... Like, funny? I mean, it's never... You know, really, What's your funniest episode funny. that we've done? I know what mine is. Not my funniest episode, but the thing that well, made me laugh my, the, the, the most. The funniest story that I still can barely think about is your president, the cherries and milk. Cherries fan. and milk. I can't handle it. <laughs> mine is just an, a, something that Elle said, and I still think about <laughs> it now. <laughs> and it was like, I can't remember, like episode seven. And Elle's like, that was shit. <laughs> we creased up for like seven minutes. I edited that and I had to cut out a lot of laughing because obviously it's very boring to the listeners. And I still think about it now because you're like, <laughs> that was shit. Well, that was shit. <laughs> it's really funny. You know when, um, so a friend of the podcast, Kev, was telling me, Kev, Kev was telling me um, when we were talking about Rasputin and his big dick and when you said Rick rolled and I said dick rolled basically he when he was listening he was like dick rolled and then I said it and like he like we spent too much time together yeah he, stopped, he was stopped in his tracks because he had thought the exact same thing like a second before I said that's that. so funny and I explained at that point in the podcast I very nearly pissed myself <laughs> 
Also, I read the description of that the other day and I just remember laughing at it <laughs> as well because it was very funnily written by you. Thanks. Mm. A lot of the compliments for you today, Els. Cheers. Tell them what. Smash nails. What else you like about me? <laughs> your, <laughs> face, your face and hair and your personality. <laughs> Notice I said personality third. It's mostly face. <laughs> we only get her around because she's got a good face, good hair. Fucking great face. Do you not have a favourite funny episode? Do you not listen back to the episode? I else? do listen back to the episode, but I used to have a memory and it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> You've turned 30 and now you can't yeah, remember Yeah, I'm tired all the time and I can't remember anything. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. I, had to, I was secretly listening back to an episode. Why and I was No, no, because like I was... <laughs> I was, I was alone in the house <laughs> when I was alone in my bedroom, and then like Steve was coming up, and I was like, I quickly turned it off because I thought it was really fucking arrogant. Like, oh, listen to your own podcast, dickhead. But I was like, it's really funny. <laughs> I wanted to listen to the Rasputin one this week because I just wanted to hear it again. It's funny. I was talking about his big dick, but I didn't. I saved myself. I did think that was a funny one. I, I, it, I can't. I just don't remember. It's like if you, if I go and see a film, and then someone goes, "Oh yeah, that bit in it," and I'm like, Couldn't "What?" Tell you. <laughs> don't know. Don't know. No, I liked it. Mm. Couldn't tell you. You've any come away tiny with a detail. general impression. Yeah, I'll do my. Um, I'll put my thinking cap on and bring my favourite next, next week. When I've had some time to reflect. Okay, that's fine. That's fair enough. So we will see you in a couple of weeks. Yep. Well, mm. back to normal. Just chill your boots. Just don't worry about it. Yeah, normal. We'll be around. Normal Just service subscribe. resumes every subscribe, two weeks. Subscribe, hit us up on social, at WhatAwayPod, on Instagram and Twitter. We haven't had an email for a while. If you want to email us and tell us what you like about the podcast, what you don't like about the podcast, that'd be quite nice. I checked my emails. The I checked the email the other day. Mm. After not checking it for months, and we I've had just got it on my uh, three emails. Three. It's because I keep deleting them. I've got it on my. Uh... I'm deleting all the fan mail. Are you daily? <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. So much fan mail. Still can't get over that lovely email we had that one time. <laughs> Tiffany, a year ago, yeah. the best email. A year ago, it was a year ago. <laughs> all right. <laughs> anyway, anyway, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. See you. Bye. 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 Thank you.